Welcome to this Celtic service of prayer for justice and peace for the week of Sunday, November 15th, 2020. I'm Maria Hecker, rector at St. Columbus Episcopal Church in Booth Bay Harbor. I, with Guy Scott, our sound engineer, musician, and webmeister, uh, bring you this um, podcast. We also have Gretchen Faylau, who makes our bulletins each week that we post on our website, stcolumbusmain.org slash media slash. And we thank Jerry Homer, who sends out our Saturday emails each week. Uh, it takes four of us to um, be in touch with you each week. It's a glad ministry for us during these times. Uh, being online is um, sort of like a fireside chat, and um, we're grateful for the opportunity, and we're grateful for those who listen in and connect uh, not only with your hearing, but also with your imaginations and your prayers. We've had a, uh, I say this all the time, we've had a tumultuous week. Many of us are breathing in and listening to the good news for some and very hard news for others. We hold all of that, all of that emotion in deep love and concern and in patience. The people of St. Columbus Episcopal Church are happy to bring you these podcasts. We're in Booth Bay Harbor, Maine, but really we're all over the Booth Bay Peninsula. And then all of you are all over everywhere. We have a number of people who are listening uh, far away and nearby. We're available on podcast apps. Um, and we also invite you as we move into our uh, season of giving, Thanksgiving, if these podcasts have meant something to you and you feel so called, uh, we'd be happy to hear from you about what you've enjoyed or what you, what good has come out of it. Our address is 32 Emory Lane in Booth Bay Harbor, Maine, St. Columbus Church. And we're also available online. There's an opportunity to share gifts uh, through the mail or on our online giving uh, link on the Episcopal Diocese of Maine's homepage, episcopalmaine.org. We're getting through this pandemic. We're determined. We're going to persevere. It's our time. I haven't read this prayer for a while, and I want to pray it tonight as the infection rates are growing exponentially in Maine and across most states now as winter sets in. It's time for us to um, circle in to our uh, bubbles, our household bubbles, and be and know that it's a sign of love for us to sometimes keep our physical distance from the people we love the most, to, to protect them and protect those who are vulnerable and to protect our essential workers. 
It's a time for the nation to rally around each other, to unify, to begin to rebuild um, our economy and our health, our public health. And I know we can do it. I know this country cares a lot about each other. And the divisions now, I think it's time for that to um, be put aside. In this Celtic evening prayer, we use the words from Iona, a ministry in Scotland, of justice and peace, and we're grateful for their work. In this time of the pandemic, we are changing and being changed. What once was urgent in our daily lives is now put on pause. Other, more immediate ways of living and dying are transforming us. As we contemplate and experience our collective living and dying, we pray that we can be even more unified as one in God's love all across the world. There is great hope in all that is happening in this world. We embrace it all. Now in these unprecedented times, it's time for our world to be hushed. In the quiet and the chaos, we're witnessing a wellspring of new life, even in the midst of death. All the world is now, perhaps for the first time ever, singularly focused on the healing of one another and the healing of this fragile earth, our island home. Almost since time began, this is also the spirit in which our evenings have always begun. At this holy hour of twilight, we're hushed throughout all time, breathing in more deeply, lighting our candles, pausing at the end of the day, together to pray into the love of God's welcoming embrace. In this widened space at the end of the day, our prayers encircle the world continuously, we rest in the power of quietness and the healing touch of God. As were all those who have gone before us, we too are comforted and calmed at this hour of twilight by candlelight, music, and prayer. The Celtic tradition holds that we find God in Christ in our hearts and in each other and in all creation. As always, we welcome all to join with us in these timeless prayers. So come as you are. Let down your burdens. Find your rest in God's expansive love. This love is sweeping over you and all creation, sweeping round and round the world throughout all time and in all places. In our gathering this evening, as uh, night draws much nearer, uh, sooner now, uh, here the sun starts to go down about 3.30 in the afternoon. You can feel the light changing. And we're drawn toward our lights more than ever. If you have a candle in front of you, it's a, a wonderful time this time of year to look at the miracle of, of firelight, of candlelight can be so raging and it can be so calming. And I trust that you have a comfortable place to be 
and uh, something wrapped around you. This is our gathering. Let us pray. O God, who called all life into being, the earth, sea, and sky are yours. Your presence is all around us. Every atom is full of your energy. Your spirit enlivens all who walk the earth. With her we yearn for justice to be done, for creation to be freed from bondage, for the hungry to be fed, for captives to be released, for your kingdom of peace to come on earth. God be with you. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life that you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.
opening word this evening comes to us from the late John O'Donohue, excerpted from Beauty. It's called Our Departed Loved Ones. I invite you to lift up the names of those that you love who have um, died and are resting in peace. Those that um, you long to see again. The dead are not distant nor absent. They are alongside us. When we lose someone to death, we lose their physical image and presence. They slip out of visible form into invisible presence. This alteration of form is the reason we cannot see the dead. But because we cannot see them does not mean that they are not there. Transfigured into eternal form, the dead cannot reverse the journey and even for one second re-enter their old form to linger with us a while. Though they cannot reappear, they continue to be near us, and part of the healing of grief is the refinement of our hearts, whereby we come to sense their loving nearness. When we ourselves enter the eternal world and come to see our lives on earth in full view, we may be surprised at the immense assistance and support with which our departed loved ones have accompanied every moment of our lives. In their new transfigured presence, their compassion, understanding, and love take on a divine depth, enabling them to become secret angels guiding and sheltering the unfolding of our destiny. This is our prayer of confession. O God, gladly we live and move and have our being in you. Yet always in the midst of this creation glory, we see sin's shadow and feel death's darkness around in the earth, sea, and sky. The abuse of matter beside us in the broken, the hungry, and the poor. The betrayal of one another, and often deep within us a striving against your spirit. O Trinity of love, forgive us that we may forgive one another. Heal us that we may be people of healing, and renew us that we also may be makers of peace. Amen.
we listen to God's Word. Our Gospel for this week is from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, from The Message, a paraphrase of the Bible in contemporary language by Eugene Peterson. The story about investment. It's also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and delegated responsibilities. To one, he gave $5,000, to another, $2,000, and to a third one, $1,000, depending on their abilities. Then he left. Right off, the first servant went to work and doubled his master's investment. The second did the same, but the man with the single thousand dug a hole and carefully buried his master's money. After a long absence, the master of those three servants came back and settled up with them. The one given $5,000 showed him how well he had doubled his investment. His master commended him. Good work. You did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant with the 2000 showed how he also had doubled his master's investment. His master commended him. Good work. You did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant, given 1000 said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways, that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you, so I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is, safe and sound, down to the last cent. The master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers, where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most and get rid of this play it safe who won't go out on a limb, throw him out into utter darkness. Here ends the reading. Lots of questions come through with this reading. What gifts have we been given unexpectedly, freely? How can we increase our investments? Is it about the bank? Is it about people? What would it be to put the gift in a hole and bury it. Who is it who has risked the most?
This is our affirmation of faith. In the midst of hunger and war, we celebrate the promise of plenty and peace. In the midst of oppression and tyranny, we celebrate the promise of service and freedom. In the midst of doubt and despair, we celebrate the promise of faith and hope. In the midst of fear and betrayal, we celebrate the promise of joy and love. In the midst of hatred and death, we celebrate the promise of love and light. In the midst of sin and decay, we celebrate the promise of salvation and renewal. In the midst of death on every side, we celebrate the promise of the living Christ. Amen. We offer up our prayers of concern. O God of all creation who has come to us in Jesus, lead us in the way of love and fill us with your Spirit. Choose us to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and bring sight to the blind, to set the free, to set free the oppressed. So shall your new creation come, and your will be done. Amen. Spirit of truth and judgment, who alone can cast out the powers that grip our world at the point of crisis, give us your discernment that we may accurately name what is evil and know the way that leads to peace. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Spirit of integrity, you drive us into the desert to search out our truth. Give us clarity to know what is right, that we may abandon the false innocence of failing to choose at all, but may follow the purposes of Jesus Christ. Amen. A blessing on you who are poor. Yours is the kingdom of God. A blessing on you who mourn. You shall be comforted. A blessing on you who hunger for justice. You shall be satisfied. A blessing on you who make peace. You shall be called children of God. A blessing on you who are persecuted for the cause of right. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. God, lead us that we may stand firm in faith for justice. Teach us to love. Teach us compassion. Above all, out of love and compassion, teach us to act. Amen. May the God who shakes heaven and earth, whom death could not contain, who lives to disturb and heal us, bless you with power to go forth and proclaim the gospel. Amen. Let us go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Thanks be to God.